For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 5.12. I am the Burger King. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Jess. What is up? Yo. <laughs> Yo. Andreas has returned again for uh, become, be, being our guest. Oh. <laughs> I have returned. You have returned. Return of the king. <laughs> so th- <laughs> thank you for returning as a guest. Yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> Love being on the podcast. Harry Dresden, wizard. Lost items, parental investigation, consulting, advice, reasonable rates, no love potions, endless purses, party, or other entertainment. Look me up. I'm in the book. Chapter 25. Harry starts demanding answers and tying up loose ends. Harry gets one last chance to help McFinn and heads off to try. So Dresden searches Harris's fur for the belt. He manages to find it and manages to pull it off, triggering Harris's transform in- transformation back into awkward ginger. Not a second too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he just about lost his face. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And the nice thing is for Harry is that Roger's transformed back fully dressed. <laughs> Which not all versions of the werewolf do. Right. So it's nice that the, he- the Hexen Wolves, the belt, keeps them dressed. <laughs> yeah, they're like a, a D&D druid. Every time they yeah. change shape, they keep all their shit on them. A little bit like that, yeah. Which is uh, useful because, <laughs> as we quickly see here, some of the werewolves just have to run around naked. Yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah. elfas. <laughs> well, because there's a moment here, right, when uh, Rogers shifts, he instantly goes for his gun. It's like, oh, that's not fair, because as we see, the alphas are instantly naked, so they can't carry cool shit on them yeah. and go back and forth, right? Now um, I want to see an alpha that has a shoulder holster. <laughs> that's like super stretchy and loose so you can go back and forth between the two forms and keep it on you yeah it needs like um a slip knot i guess so like when there starts to be pressure from you like twisting oh, shape yeah. in the middle of it it comes loose and continues Ooh. to be around you right and then just, when you switch back to person you can just like retie it just tight again i yeah. was just thinking it was oversized and well, then, because so. <laughs> that wouldn't be useful, though, when you're the human version no but they then would it'd be like falling off of you you'd only use it when you're preparing when you're preparing to, when you're like getting ready to go out, and then you'd have it so it's like loosely on you, well, and then that's once why. you sh- shapeshift, you can run around. That's but yeah, saying, like you a- have the more elegant solution in mind. <laughs> Mine is dual for both versions of the human or werewolf, which is clearly better because a werewolf can't use a gun anyways when they're shifted. So yeah, mm-hmm. or they can. They'd be very dexterous and cool. I mean, mm-hmm. this could also just be like used as could. a carrying bag for an extra set of clothes. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. More boring than a gun, but sure. Yep. <laughs> Point is, is that um, not a moment too soon, Harry gets the belt off, manages to uh, pin Harris enough that Harris cannot get his gun, and uh, 
whacks him. Yeah, <laughs> grabs just, him by the know, ears. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> by the handles, <laughs> smacks him <laughs> into the gravel several times till he's knocked out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. Gives him a quick moment of breath. Um, and yeah, like it seems like whatever is happening inside the warehouse has nothing to do with them now, because like they well, spend a while out here. Yeah, but they're um, they make a point to say. Like when he comes out, he finds when Harry goes through the tunnel, like when he comes out, they're on an, in an alley behind the warehouses. So they are physically separated from the warehouse by quite a bit of space. Right. I, I don't think it would take that long for a bunch of werewolves to get around, though. The hexen wolves yeah. and the street wolves to get around. But it's not <laughs> like they're they've got instant communication. They're and still busy on the bloodlust. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Point right. is, they spend a while out here talking. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a there's a little bit of a dispute about you know whether or not the alphas have a right to kill uh, Harris or not, and Harry's like, "Bitch, no." <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna question him. You can't kill him, and Harry's like, "It's all right. He killed some of us." And Harry's like, "Oh, blah blah." Then you know better than them, and blah blah blah. And Tara's like, "Of course, we'd be alive, and he'd be dead." That's clearly better. Yeah. <laughs> so just one more hint that she's weird. Well, and her, Dresden does threaten Tara in a bluff move. Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that he's she going to, to magic her. He's not going to magic her at all. <laughs> yeah. But this is the moment where he's, this is the chapter where he's able to actually piece together and confirm, well, not piece together, but confirm everything that he's pieced together at the, up, up until now. Yeah, eventually, you know, he takes the belt and the gun off of Harris, and Harris comes too. And we finally get some answers. Yeah. Uh, slightly. Harris is a little bit useless. Yeah. But we get some details. Yeah. He's very much the lackey. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if he wasn't, that would be a very uh, unsatisfying ending. Because you want some mystery left in a mystery novel, <laughs> even when uh, most of it's figured out, right? Better start tying up loose ends quick. Yeah, so Harry essentially is like, well, well, he, he demands transportation first so they can get out of there, yeah, right? Which yeah. the alphas clearly have, and that's when we start to see them all shift back to human and realize that they don't keep their clothes. Yeah. So you got a bunch of like naked college kids running around all of a sudden. It's like, uh, who's keeping track of them? And Tara's just like, no, they know what to do. It's all good. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh. What a weird scene for some for some random person to walk up, walk up on. A guy, still dressed in his FBI uniform, passed it on the ground, surrounded by a bunch of, uh, I think there's like, at this moment, there's three naked teenagers. Yep. Um, a gray-haired lady <laughs> and Harry. Yep. <laughs> who's, who's And she's naked as well. In I think he's still in the, the janitor's outfit. the janitor's outfit, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. something's going on here. The weirdest porn ever. <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So they do leave Dresden alone with Harris. Yes. After he bluffs her out, he's like, "She's like, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take on the wizard. He he can yeah. do magic. I don't want to death curse. Understand." And uh, Harris comes back to at this point, and is like, you know, Harry. He gives Harry the opportunity to be like mighty all knowing wizard again. He's like, "How did you know?" And we're all like, well, bitch, you guys, like... Well, even Harry says, he's like, I saw the belt on Dead yeah. Inside, right? But at the yeah. same time, it's just like, oh, Mr. Dresden, how did you figure it out? It's like, <laughs> well, eyes. You're not as smart as you think. Literally. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, you know, 
uh, fucking Harris has no idea who the bargain was made with to get these yeah. artifacts. Because as we learned before, hex and wolves transform with an artifact from some sort of being. And there are hints towards which being that is, but at this point, we do not know. But we'll get there later. Point is, someone gave him these belts. Harris doesn't know who. Yeah, he's just a lackey who went along with it. Totally, yeah. And uh, essentially, like, this all boils down to Harry being like, well, bitch, why the fuck in the first place, etc. Tell me anything you know. And it essentially comes down to the fact that Denton approached um, a handful of FBI agents and was like, if I could op- offer you a way to really take the law into our hands and really hold people accountable where the law isn't able to, would you take it up? Yeah. And essentially convinced uh, these three other FBI agents that it was worth it, that even if it would be illegal, it was for the greater good. Right, because he and really wanted Marcone dead because he, yeah, exactly. he's so untouchable. Like, yeah. yeah, so Denton especially just had, like, a bone to pick with Marcone. He, like, he's, like, he's got all the cops in Chicago in his pocket. He's got, um, you know, he's got, like, politicians on a national level. He's, like, uh, essentially, yeah, he went to these other FBI agents and he's, like, I have a way to really take down Marcone and his organization once and for all. Are you with me? They said yes. So they Thus became, started this. They they became Dresden's the Dresden universe verse universe version of Dr- Judge Dread, Judge yes. Jury and Executioner. Mm-hmm. Yep. They totally took the law into their own hands, and they're yeah. like, "We're gonna fix this ourselves." Um. And the way they went about it is clearly crazy because they didn't just break into Marcone's house and kill him one day. They went through this long, drawn-out, let's pin it on someone else, which isn't necessary. People don't believe in werewolves. Right. Like, you didn't have to be a part of your own investigation. You didn't have to pin it on someone. Like, had they stayed out of it, they would have just in and out killed Marcone. And I could see maybe even if Marcone has insane defenses and they were never going to get into it. Well, I think because they, they they screwed up though. What? Yeah. By falling for this bloodlust and which killing is, all these innocent people which and is drawing what, more attention to themselves. Which is what happened. They kind of you know wanted to test it out and unfortunately became. And as we saw in the last chapter, um, Ben was totally, totally yeah. like, just give in. It's gonna feel so good. Who cares what we're doing this for? Just change. Whoever and she's made all the de- like whoever they sexy made the deal and with sultry and. She yeah. doesn't care. She's so far gone with the power yeah. and the drunk whatever. With, drunk with power. Totally, mm. right? So you can see that this is clearly, yeah, overtaken them a handful of times. Each and every time that they shift, it's just a little bit more addicting, a little bit better, and a little bit greater. So... Yeah, so the high was even better than any cocaine, like, that mm-hmm. any, even, even cocaine brings. Yeah. And after, and, like, after a night of shifting, you're... you're it's like you had the best sleep of your life because you're re-energized and ready for the next day. Right. And it seems like, you know, they're being influenced by whatever was giving them this power, too. That yeah. To a certain point, you know, the which artifact was sense. tainted, which totally makes sense, right? So If, if, you're, if you're getting the ability to become a, a dire wolf, essentially, like, there's got to be something in there that's got a, enough power well, to give you that juice, right? And Harris is saying, like, essentially, like, it felt like being a caged animal when they weren't shifted. Like, you're just, yeah. like, up all night pacing your room, just, like, waiting for to change again and I again bet and you, again, right? Which uh, explains at the beginning of the book when Ben lost it on Murphy. If you're riding this line of tension all the time now, I can... It makes a lot more sense why she was, like... She hit Murphy, went to shoot her, whatever. Like, it was... 
It probably works like the coins, where you, as soon as you touch it, you get a, um, like, uh, you get an imprint of that of that coins, like just there all the time, pushing yeah. on your mind, like let's yeah. do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. So it's probably a, yeah. a form of that. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And um, you know, it makes a little bit more sense to that same thing once we figure out who did give them the belts in later books. Yeah. Or at least partial who gave. Yeah. That it is, you know, something of a mind. But it's like we're here, as soon we're here, as, we're here. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Let me in. Let me in. Let me yeah. in. Like as it, when it comes to any artifact, any power, like there's gonna be a price to it, and the price is that it's addictive as hell, and it wants to be used. Mm-hmm. And so in in these people, it comes out as as addiction because the artifact wants to be used. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that makes sense. Well, and Harris tries to even like, you know brush it off he's like we didn't mean to but you know with the addiction came some issues and this is where my problem is is that like again like the fbi is the one who takes over and says oh these aren't real wolf attacks right yeah you didn't have to say that it was weird that there were wolves in chicago obviously yeah but they could have just been like shit's weird whatever so for like like i mean things happen all the time in the news where it's like for whatever reason ecosystem broke down and the wolves were forced like we see it all the time here in canada bears come into the cities more and more often with each year because we are destroying their food sources and bears are getting a lot more brave and coming into our cities and taking over trash cans and such there's like that, an right? even easier explanation the original plan was to pin it on the street wolves right no, this is my point though is that they didn't have to do that that was an insane thing for them but- to do they could have just pinned it on real wolves the fact that they made it the street wolves Drag this into an even bigger problem yeah. than it had to be. But the counter argument to that is like, if someone had wanted an explanation enough, they could have just been like, well, they brought in a bunch of a bunch of starving wolves and let them loose in Marcone's house. But here's my issue with that. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? Because the whole point putting on the street wolves, again, nobody believes in werewolves. So by pinning it on the street wolves, you're still saying that it was werewolves or you're saying that it was people with wolf-like tools. And sure, a bunch of people going around calling that themselves was, the street yeah. wolves. That was the original idea, was that they would, like, from what he was saying, the original idea was, yeah, no one th- thought that they were uh, werewolves, but they were, their whole Tools motive made, But that's what I'm is saying, is that wolves. the FBI made it more complicated than they needed yeah. to. Yeah. The but FBI is the one who came up with that plan. They could have just said it was animals and been done with it. The whole reason the FBI is having this freaking death match with like eight different types of werewolves <laughs> is because they invited all these different types of werewolves if they've just said it's wolves none of these other werewolves would have gotten themselves involved yeah the issue a little bit of it was timing mcfinn had his own murders amidst the same time that the fbi was, was doing their murders though. right so yeah. it all got muddied very quickly but the issue is that it could have been uh solved so much faster if they'd not done it and also you put marcone on the defense because by saying that it wasn't just regular wolves now marcone knows oh something's out there yeah marcone probably wouldn't have like upped his defenses if just a random admittedly marcone is smart enough to have probably been like "Mm, probably not but by the fbi straight up being like oh yeah someone's running out there with um wolf tools and they're killing off people around marcone that totally makes Marcone like, yeah. okay, they, I'm going to up defenses right now, you know? I'm going to be involved and keep an eye on this. Until Marcone was dead, and then if they had to, step in. Which is exactly what I'm saying. The yeah. FBI is just ridiculously stupid in this situation. If they wanted to kill Marcone, they should have just done it, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, and again, obviously, they got the bloodlust. They didn't mean to. It was just one of those things like, oopsies, we accidentally killed some of the people, you know? Yeah. But they're just... 
I, I like I'm just I have a big issue with the way that it got complicated because it didn't need to be, you know? Yeah. Like oh yeah, from, and it for, keeps spiraling out of like control too because at first they pin it on totally, the and if wolves, it was like and Murphy, then they decide to bring another wolf into it, which is the exact ridiculousness of it because again, like if you or me were trying to pin this, we don't have the um reach that the FBI does. We would have to make some big, long, convoluted thing. Like, we'd have no choice but to, like, bring in the street wolves or something like that, right? But the FBI was ones who literally got to decide what they focused on in the case. Like, Murphy says, like, oh yeah, it's the FBI who discovered that it wasn't real wolves. Why did you report that? It was Harris who was the one who figured it out. Just don't report it then. You guys are the ones with the big case right now. You guys are the ones who are on top of this. Like, not to say that the FBI doesn't have, like, their own management, but at the same time, like, it wasn't in the same... Lose the paperwork. ...while. Well, this is what I'm saying, though. Report the paperwork wrong. Like, no one... Like, they weren't under investigation from IA. Do exactly They could have done whatever the hell they wanted. Which is why I'm so annoyed, because it isn't like, you know, we've seen, like, as we meet Butters, you know, Butters was reporting the real thing, but didn't realize that he should have been keeping it a secret. The FBI knows that they should be keeping it a secret. They're the werewolves. So it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like... Yeah, and I like. I mean, like, we can we can pin it all on the fact that just the bloodlust was making them a little bit crazy, and even more so as we get into later books, we can maybe say that the person who was influencing them maybe wanted Dresden to get dragged into all of this. Yeah, and the only way that was going to happen is if the FBI was making dumb moves, but at the same time. It, this just didn't need to be the situation that it was. The FBI could have been way more successful. Yes, they could have if they just stayed the hell out of their own way. And they had so many opportunities to kill Murphy thus far, too. That would have helped them a lot as well. Right. Yeah. Butcher said that Murphy's afraid of big dogs, which is why she hesitated at some moments to throwing herself into the fray, and that's how he managed to keep her alive this book. Yeah. But she wasn't afraid of the FBI. They were alone with her time and time again. Yep. How hard would it have been if the FBI has already reported the fact that someone is running around with fake werewolf tools? All they had to do was kill Murphy with their fake werewolf tools. And, and blah, 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 blah. She yeah. would have been written off as one more casualty to this mess, right? And Dresden makes that point of uh, when he when he uh, tells him to, like, when he passes his message on, right? When he's like, I'm going to be here at this time, tell him. And... And he's like, because I know that he's going to want to be there to tie up all the loose ends so that no one survives but him and he's the only one who can make the report. So, yeah, they could have easily killed Murphy and then faked a report. I think they have just enough humanity left in them. And 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 because they yeah. are, they did join the FBI to do the right yeah. thing in the first place. And they like recognize a, yeah. a fellow law enforcement yeah, it's a well, and, there's and a line there that that's crossed that isn't crossed with going after Dresden. Denton took else. their belts too, right, so that they couldn't yeah. continue, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there he is does have there, right? more He's control more. left than. Anyone but my else. point is, is that like, I just think that the FBI was in the best position to clean this up. And again, if they really are in this to do a good thing, and their whole intent was just to take out Marcone, then I can see why they wouldn't wanted to, you know. You break the law even more, but at the same time, I'm just like, you had every opportunity in the world to do this right. Yeah. And you still fucked it up. And, like, it's just frustrating in that way. But, again, we wouldn't have a story if they were competent. This yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. There, there's there's and a point where you... figure it out, so story yeah. over. Yeah, there's a point where and you just have to go... And then they got him, and he died. <laughs> yeah. 
There's a point where you just have to go, okay, it's for the story. Yeah. There's nothing to figure out because the FBI killed Marcone and Murphy and Dresden all in one night because there's four of them and only three of the other ones and they none of them knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and again, like, if they'd just done a good job and gotten Marcone done and done, they wouldn't have even had to take out Murphy and Dresden. They could have, like, retired the belts and been gone with it. But again, diction and blah and blah and this and yeah, power. There's and no, th- there, and yeah, there's no way they would have retired the belts. I think, they, well, okay, even then, that would have made for me personally a more sensible story had they been successful to kill Marcone because then I could see okay now the power and the addiction and this is growing on them right but essentially it was like you killed like some random guy on the street or I I guess it was Marcone's business partner right you fucked up or it was a few people before the business partner actually that was it was the old lady and and such before that earlier yeah that was the original what he could have had them do um is that internal strife between them gets to the point where one of them kills the other one. Where there's a death within the FBI agents, and that tips off. True, that and, could have been a different way to have it more. That's ha- and that's the, that's the piece that... Um, dre- that's the string that Dresden pulls to actually find out the actual information. That would have been a more interesting one, too, because that would have made more sense as to why they were all around each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just... Again, the way that it played out, like... Also, keep in mind... Second book. I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But at the same time, I... it's a lot easier to critique something when you haven't wrote, when you haven't wrote the whole story out, right? Well, I'm going to critique it anyways. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he, um, he, yeah, he makes his demands. He gets all the information he can out of this guy. And then, as he's waiting for the alphas to bring the transport around. So, um, Harry kind of throws a bit of a, a shot in the dark at that moment, too, um, when Harris starts defending himself and being like, well, the other guys are killers. Like, it wasn't just us. McFinn and the Street Wolves and stuff are actually bad people. Yeah. And then Harry's like, um, not again fucked up his jail cell, right? Which is, again, one more thing that they did do to bring in more players, as we were saying. So it's like, again... If you're going to blame it on the street walls, why did you have to drag McFinn into yeah. it, right? So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just like, bitch, like, it didn't need to be this way. Yeah. So, yeah, and then obviously, you know, you get the villain speech of like, if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> so close to it, if it weren't Pretty for you much, meddling. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at that point, Harry's just like, ah, blah, blah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Harry pretty, is, pretty much is the Scooby gang of this universe. If it weren't for Harry Dresden, I would have gotten away with it. Totally, totally, yeah. And it's, I mean, again, this chapter is like, it's not really like, uh, you don't really learn a lot. It's just kind of confirming everything we've already learned. Like, it's like, yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah, you got sent to the street walls because we figured to take you out and tie up a loose end. You know, it's like, we kind of already knew that, right? I was trailing you to make sure that they killed you. They killed, yeah, exactly. It's just like, we knew that, though. Yeah. It was, you know, (laughs) wasted paper on that one, Butcher. But at the same time, you're just trying to get any information from Harris. You're making and it satisfying, too, for the readers to confirm that, yes, this w- this is why Dresden right. saw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's, he's got it in every book. It's right after the climax of, like, okay, we figure out what's going on now. And then it goes down a little bit, and you get some character that's able to confirm things that Dresden has already pretty much figured out. And at that point, it's to make sure everyone who's reading is caught up and on the same page because there's going to be people who figured it out with Dresden or think they have. And then there's going to be other people who are still 
kind of along just for the ride, right? Well, that's even like... So it is a critical part of the book. It's yeah. just... Yeah. Wow. As, as this one kind of... Well, not as it wraps up, but as this conversation with Harris wraps up, um, that is basically, you know, Harry's like, listen, Den's going to be the one who wants to write this story down. Yep. So he kind of says, like, we all know there's going to be a showdown tomorrow with all of us. Or uh, tonight, tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah. There's going to, like, we all know that another showdown is coming. This wasn't yeah. the end of it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you're going to pass on a message for me, right? Because I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I know right? where he's going to be. I know where all the players Which is are going to exactly, show up. Which is exactly, you know, at this He'll point, at we all know. at Moonrise. Yeah. Yeah, so. So you tell him I'll be there because this is going to end tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Harris questions Dresden why he's warning them at all. And he responds, because I don't like what you're doing, what you are. You are using the power that you've been given. It's using you. You're turning into animals. You're using savagery and fear to try to uphold peace. Now it's your turn to see what it's like to be afraid. Isn't kind of a fun little threatening moment? Oh, yeah. Like, you see the kind of person that Dresden is, and and you see this more and more as the books go on. He He will give... He will give his enemies information just to scare the shit out of them. Because he knows, he's not stupid, he knows that he can put fear in people. Mm-hmm. If they know mm-hmm. he's coming for them. Yeah, and he he says pretty much just as much of that. Like, yeah. this is going to end one way or another. And it's and also, if he, tell, if he does this... If they already know they're going to run into him, there's less chance they're going to try and hunt him down well, beforehand. And that's another thing, too, <laughs> so is that even if Harry's like, if I don't meet you, you're going to come find me, yeah. right? So it is a little bit easier to be like, rather than me trying to avoid you and McFinn in the street walls, we're all going to meet back up again the next night. Um, Just leave me alone and I'll come. S- I'll, we'll we'll have a showdown. Well, and even again, like Harris kind of does this little threat, like you're not going to get away with this. And it's like, OK, well, you just try. And, and Harry lets him go, too. Like he gives the threat to. Yeah. Roger and he's like, you go tell Denton this, and then you go lock yourself in a room and like refuses to give him the belt back. And he's like, no, 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 yeah, you yeah. do not get to keep this. Like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. But it kind of just feels like that whole moment when he ditched Parker again too. It's like you keep being like, I'm not a killer. You're the killer. And then he's like, so anyways, try to kill me tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> like it's like kind of like the Sam and Coyote um, cartoon if you remember. Um, Sam was the, oh, uh, the sheepdog, sheep dog. right? And it's like every single day he came in, he clocked in, and then the coyote did everything in his power to steal and kill all the sheep. And then Sam would be like, no, no, no. And for Sam, it was like, even like very like Caduceus Clay kind of thing. Like just totally calm. Like we're just here to do our job. Like we're friends, but you have to steal the sheep and I have to stop you from stealing the sheep. We're not enemies. We're just both have a job to do, right? Meanwhile, the coyote is like, Damn it, I'm going to get you if it's the last thing I ever do, right? And Sam's just like, oh, yep. I'm clocked out for the day. See you tomorrow, Bye-bye. right? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's totally like yeah. every single day, Harry's just like, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. See you tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, no, kill. he's trying to kill you and all of your sheep. And Harry's like, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not here to be a killer, guys. I'm just here to do my job and protect Chicago. And it's like, motherfucker. Any day now would be nice if you could just get on the same page as everyone else, right? Because it, it, sometimes it just seems like everyone's like, I'm going to kill you if it's the last thing I do. And Harry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? But that's his character we and those just... are his morals though, right? Because So at this Sorry. point, like, he's still fairly low power. He's still fairly, like, he's dealing with stuff. But again, this is only his second book. And we've said it before, like, the he powers up in the books like he levels up. I understand that. But listen, like, a 
customer pisses me off at work and I'm like, I fucking hope a bus hits you on your way out yeah. of here. Like, and they've done nothing to me, essentially. And I'm like, yeah. I hope you die today. Right? And Harry's always just like, people are straight up in his face like, I will kill you, wizard. And he's like, whoa, I thought we were just doing banter. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's also like to him. Like, and for also, we're only on book two, but we're on like death threat 10. Yeah. Like we've had, um, you can say um, either the White Council. Okay, if we're really doing it all, we've got Justin was the first one. Okay, yeah. then you've got the White Council the second time. Then you've got uh, what was his but warden? Mor- then you've got yeah. Morgan as the third one, and then the White Council following up, backing yeah. up Morgan. But then you've got little, Victor in the first book. These little twerps with uh, who don't know what the hell they're doing and have gotten themselves addicted are nothing compared to the White Council and a warden either. But this is my point, though, is that we've gotten through, and at this point, if we're, like, you know, we're taking in the troll from the bridge, we're taking in the, um, um, the Hague from the a graphic novel, we're taking in, um, um, shoot, why do I keep forgetting them? The, uh, the couple from first book. Beckett's. The Beckett's. Yeah. Like, this is not his first rodeo. This isn't his first death threat. Like, it's maybe his second, like, the second book. But at this point, he's got a dozen death threats under his belt. Right. And, it, like, once at this point, you know what? The, the stakes have changed for me by death threat, too, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, and he still seems to be just a little bit, like... Like, and he said that whole thing with, like, the street wolves. He's like, if it, if it comes to it, then I will kill him. I know that the White Council can't nail me for it because they don't consider him a human. Yeah. But at the same time, Harry's like, but I don't want to be like them. And I'm just like, bro, I get it. But like, dude, <laughs> even Murphy, like she's here to protect people. But if she has to shoot, she's going to shoot like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's anyways, just anyways, one of those anyways. things. So point is, he lets Harris go because he's a good guy. So Tara, I was listening into the conversation uh-huh. and she tells Dresden that he's wrong, that they're not turning into animals. Animals don't kill for the joy of it. Only humans do that. But I'd like to also say that cats, cats kill for fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record. Fair enough. That is noted. But yeah, I, I feel like me and Tara really agree with this right now. I feel like me and her are on the same level. <sighs> but anyways, Harry gets his ride. <laughs> and again, this whole thing happened and nobody else came to join them. Like Street Wolves and the other three are still busy. Well, street wolves are dead. The other three. So where's are the other three? Probably in a blood orgy. Like realistically, yeah, well, that's, that's very. They fair. chow down, and they're probably doing some X-rated content right now. Right. <laughs> Stuff that fair would enough. be just over the line for Butcher to even put in his books. <laughs> like he gets, he gets. There was a nice... line a chapter or two ago where it's like one of them just like mounted the other one like yep. mid battle, right? So he he. He yep. did hint at it. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Right. So that's probably what's going on. How nice. <laughs> so Tara does ask what he's going to do about the FBI, which Dresden responds, "I guess I'm going to need to get very human." Yep. <laughs> it's a good good reply, considering what her last statement was to him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling.
Chapter 26 Starting with a quick pit stop for essential wizard supplies, Harry and his newfound backup start the hunt for McFinn. Joined by Tara, Susan, and the Alphas, Harry starts to plan. Tara and Harry make their way um, away from the warehouse district or wherever the hell they are. Yeah. And uh, eventually come upon Susan waiting for them along Lake Michigan, which is convenient. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember him telling her to meet her there. He must have put out a call or something like nope. that. But the um, the alphas. Cause they went and retrieved her? Tara sent the alphas off to go yeah. get um, their their ride. And she was the only one that was old enough to rent the van. Yeah, this comes up yeah, later in the Georgia. Chapter. No. Georgina. No, it's Susan's the one Susan's the one driving. But Georgina was the one who was the only one who was old enough. No. Wait, no, it was Susan that was the one that was Because Harry asks her, yeah. Why are you here? And she oh. goes, I'm the only one who was old enough to um, So then how do they know her? I totally well, Let's remember uh, from that. From Tara, cause, uh, they, it says how she... Um, they just must have been talking earlier when they were alone together. After Harry threw himself out of the van. Yeah. Okay, um, I just must police... have like, skimmed over that. Because, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? She did eventually call the police. and. Oh. I do love the okay. joke that's made, though. Because he's like, he's like, ouch. And she's like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his exact line, but her response is pretty much like... Yeah, tell me about it. I feel old right now. <laughs> so restarting all that. <laughs> so Harry and Tara limp away, come across Susan. She's pretty horrified by what Harry looks like, which must be bad. Because he yeah. was, I mean, the street wolves beat the shit out of him. They did, like, clean him up and, you know, patch him up a bit. But I'm sure, yeah, that man is, like, a molly crew yeah. of bruises. Yeah. And right. Plus, you know, the whole bit of a skirmish he just had already, you know? So I'm sure I'm covered in dirt from going through that hole, and then he threw himself at. Yeah, I'm sure Harry is a picture <laughs> right now. Looks like hell. Yeah. He really could use with some prestidigitation cantrips. <laughs> yeah, right. It'd be so useful. <laughs> so Harry does a quick assessment of of Susan, of course. And she was wearing <laughs> jeans that showed off her long legs and a dark red jacket that complemented her dark skin. Her hair was tied back into a ponytail, and it made her neck look slender and vulnerable. Susan felt soft and warm beyond belief and smelled clean and delightfully feminine, and I find my I found myself leaning against her. <laughs> yeah. No, ah. <Though>, like <laughs> whenever Butcher writes about that perspective of Harry, I'm always like, Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I'm like, I get it, it's from his point of view, but I'm like, to your point that you made before, these are his case files. Do you really need to add that information into his case file? <laughs> that her neck looked vulnerable. <laughs> it's very important when someone reads these books, they just know how sexy of a woman I was sleeping with. <laughs> so important I document that. Yeah. And I do, he doesn't comment on the uh, naked college kids that he's loaded into the back of the van with. Thanks for the restraint, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly he you are capable of it. Because he does make those jokes later or yeah, before in other later, books. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at this moment, he's just way too tired to focus on that many yeah. naked people. Yeah. The, the only thing that he says is that it was awkward to ride around in a van with a bunch of naked, somewhat geeky college students. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So he basically demands food and passes out in the back of the van, which is super yeah. relatable. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Um, and luckily, the cloud coverage is leaving. So Tara can keep track of the moon now. So things are looking up. <laughs> 
Yeah. I love when they stop for food that Harry puts on a crown and calls himself the Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> nice little way about uh, potentially copywritten fast food names there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's like clever. Right. And this is super fun. You get a little bit of banter back and forth between uh, one of the college kids, Billy and Harry. And it's like a nice little moment of camaraderie between the two. Yeah. It's like, yay. Yeah. Harry made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sees a, uh, a little bit of himself in... in in Billy. Yeah, a little bit of self-righteous, like, we gotta yeah. protect the people, right? And, yeah, like, they have this conversation in the van, like, Harry's like, y'all shouldn't be involved with this. They head back to one of the other kids' parents' places who happen to be out of town for whatever reason, right? And Harry's like, you can't be a part of this. It's not safe. Like, we can't do this right now. And they're and like... Billy throws the Spider-Man line at him. <laughs> with with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, and he's totally Not in those exact like, words, but yeah. People are disappearing, We've got a chance to help. We want to do it, right? Yeah. And again, like you said, Harry sees a little bit of himself in these kids, and it's like, aww. Yeah. yeah. And like, I do like it because Billy's just like, he's like, the criminals aren't that smart. Like, they're they're not that good at. So he's like, yeah. So obviously, it's not just humans. Weird shits going on. He starts putting out like, he quotes a bunch of statistics, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, this isn't normal. So something's going on here. And, like, we're the only people here. Yeah. So this is Which what is we should do. Which is impressive for them yeah. to have done on their own, right? And, yeah, and essentially, yeah, Tara came to them and offered them power. And they were like, great. That's great for us. Right. Yeah. Which right, is, right. you know, I mean, tale as old as time, right? But in this case, there's a slightly responsible person offering the power. Yeah. Do it agree? I think, you know. They still weren't sure what they were getting into. But at least it wasn't quite as malicious. Yeah. As yeah. in other cases. Um, but at least now Harry wakes up and again, yeah, has the Burger King or whatever like that and starts, or, you know, paper crowns anyways, and starts to demand answers from Tara. And so we finally start to fill in the rest of the other side of it and why she was involved in with these kids and whatnot. Right. And we figure out that she had managed to figure out what the FBI was up to and went to stop them. And which is why she had been at the, um, crime scene at the beginning of the thing. And Harry was able to track her down. Yeah. But why she wasn't actually involved. She was like, I was overpowered, I had to ditch out. Yeah, but that's yeah. why her blood was there. Yeah, so as, as long as we can trust her, it seemed more or less innocuous. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he asks about what the deal is with the um, the alphas. Right, like yeah. Why, why she's been tutoring them. Mm-hmm. She calls them children. But with, with strong hearts, they wish to learn and I taught. Yeah. Let them tell you their tale, which Justin's like, yeah, maybe another time. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm too tired. (laughs) Seems like a lot of effort. (laughs) Dresden does try to dissuade Tara from coming to the fight at Marcones, but Tara insists on coming along as well. Along with the kids, the alphas. Yeah. They're also like, we are going to be there with you too. And it's a nice moment. Yep. Yeah, it really is. It's just like, yeah, like. And Harry- we're all in this together. Yeah. We're all in this. <laughs> <laughs> and Dresden makes his role, which is just, if you're going to come, you're going to listen to me, not not True, Tara. yeah. Harry's the alpha. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which is, I think, you know, uh, again, not that Harry is much older than them, but he is the most knowledgeable in this case, right? So, and someone does need to be the point man, so. Yeah. It is fair to be like, you can come, but when what? I say jump. He's in what his. Harry's about 25 in this book. Okay, late 20s. Yeah, mid-20s. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's definitely not that much older, but he's yeah. definitely seen a hell of a lot more than they have. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. He's seen more than most 25-year-olds mm-hmm. have. So. I was thinking about that because he keeps calling them kids. And I know, right? Like, at, like you're probably only two or, three older, two, two or three well, years older. At the least, they're 18 if they're like brand spanking new in college. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I think there's like a slight scattering of them. So you probably are dealing with like 18 to 21. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, so more so. It says later on, um, you know, Georgina is like in her doing her masters or something like that, which helps gives a better age. But at this so moment, most likely half of them are his age, if not a well, year. Well, she's not two. doing her masters yet. It'll be like oh, a right, later book. So on, it, yeah. I, I, like, right, it's, it's right, something yeah. to that effect where he gives a slightly more accurate yeah idea of their age, but it's, it has, it has, doesn't max, happen yet. And I'm at not too max, sure exactly. Dresden's like five years old. Yeah, than. it's. It's five or six, yeah. Which, again, to be fair, I'm 24, and if I look at an 18-year-old, yeah. I am, like, you're a little baby, like, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned before I work at a gas station, and someone will come and give me an ID. I'm like, do you really want to smoke? Yeah. You're a baby. You're 18, but I was younger than that when I started smoking, so I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mind <exactly>. your business. <laughs> this concludes our episode 5.12, I am the Burger King. Thank you again for, for being our guest. Anytime. I'm happy to guest. And thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk.